Welcome back, everybody. No means no thing. No means nothing. Podcast. The podcast where three absolute fucking idiots do their very, very best to try to find and identify the very best no means no song of all time. Spoilers, there isn't one. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan. I'm Matthew. Hello. I'm Michelle. And we are joined today. Yes, we've brought on a guest, as we have are intending to do for most of these episodes, a very special guest who you've all met uh, once before on the podcast. And let's not fucking beat around the bush. You all know him. You all love him. You're all begging for copies in advance of this book, which you will not get. No. Mr. Jason, Mr. Jason Lamb. You pay double. The podcast. <laughs> yes. Hello. Yeah, hey, have... thanks for having me again. I'm kind Absolutely. of surprised you invited me back. We are elaborating our, our structure. Oh, oh, that's right. There we go. Uh, yeah. Already in with the lamb. Uh, <laughs> 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 haven't heard that's those right. before. No, no. Hey, I had to I had to get Chuck with his uh, woodchuck. Uh, how much wood would a woodchuck? <laughs> yeah, you don't escape. That's, that's, he's you don't escape. Worst. No one escapes the dad jokes on this fucking podcast, motherfucker. <laughs> so, Fair. uh, I don't know, guys. It's a little weird to be diving back into the podcast after having our last thing be interviewing Rob. It kind of feels like that kind of feels like skipping to yeah. the end of the podcast in a, a little bit. bit. But on the other hand, bit. I'm glad to get back. Slope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, Wait, you're I'm say, you're saying to... that like, I'm just like uh, like an afterthought. Like there's yeah. no way you could possibly. Oh, I'm, at, I'm ab- do. excited about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm absolutely yeah. I'm absolutely saying that, Jason. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, we will, you know, you know the drill, everybody out there. We're going to go ahead and get started. But before we do that, we are going to play our favorite game, the power of positive drinking. I go first because you all know what I'm going to have. But again, I want to say I'm taking the second dose. Of a mm. different, a uh, different uh, vintage, by friend of the pod Michael Pollard, who sent me this nifty little snifter of a Marniac. and this nifty one stiffer. was nifty snifter. Domine, Dom, Domine Di Joy from twenty uh, nineteen ninety, I think. And it smells delicious. <laughs> now, is that, when I was is that Marcus Pollard's brother, it is yeah, not. Uh, yeah, it must be. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not. It so is. it's not. No, no, it is no. Oh, okay, it, it is not. No. So there you go. Now, Michael, oh, I, I mean, I not Michael, were... uh, Matthew knows him. Related. So he yeah, he was my, we were uh, co-hosts on CFUV for nine years. Oh, right. okay. so his elder brother is actually named Matthew as well. Oh, nice. No oh, relation. Wow. No relation. Well, I know Marcus has a brother that actually lives in the States. He's like in the huh? film industry, but I couldn't remember his name. So, okay. Mm. No, that's not him. Nope. Never mind then. Okay. But, Although Mike Michael... Pollard does live in the States. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Michael, if you're listening, this shit's fucking great. And I think I made it sound last time like he bought me a $250 bottle of Amarniac. That's not true. Well, he, he sent yeah. me he sent me a little snifter of it in a it's like in an airline those, bottle. like airline bottles of a vintage that, you know, is a good vintage. So, I'm going to drink this and enjoy but it. But he's welcome to send you a $250 bottle. No, bottle. nobody is welcome to do that. That is fucking crazy <laughs> okay. and insane and please nobody do that. It would make me feel horrible for the rest of my life. So, All strangey, right. you're up. What you got? I don't have a $250 bottle. I have the Lord's Tears. <laughs> my my Guinness in my genius glass that was sent to me by Ian from England. Give it to oh, me, wait. baby. Oh, too late. I, I didn't do it right. Michelle, you always have Guinness. Really. I love fucking wait, Guinness. I didn't hear the, I didn't hear I the pop and fist. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. That was my that fault. Is, no, it's no, not. No, I, I think I opened it. It's like fucking coitus interruptus for this podcast. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Guinness interruptus? Guinness Uh, interruptus. Always count on Matthew. All right. Well, we always save Matthew for last. So, Jason, we're going to ask you, what are you doing? Yeah. 
Well, I just picked this up on the way down to the Matthew, studio, watch. and I thought this was apropos. Uh, this Uh-oh. is Revenge. <laughs> this is brand new product uh, from Phillips, which is probably the most popular brewery here in Victoria, British oh, Columbia, shit. Canada. Oh, uh, wow. It's called a cold IPA, and it's seven percent alcohol, so I'm a little concerned. Uh, okay. But I don't know if you can see. I know you, I know this is an audio podcast, but there's all these little lovely flowers. But then it's there's beautiful. like a time bomb and a butcher knife and a dagger and stuff all hiding oh. in the flowers. That's fucking great. That's the Isn't no that means cool? no. That's the no means noiest cover. <laughs> like uh, that's what I thought. Yeah. Beer cover. Also, yeah. one of my absolute favorite songs by No Means No is Revenge. Yeah. So yeah, fucking nice. Let's see how I've never tried. Uh, yeah, give it a taste. What's your review? Hmm. <sighs> Sweet revenge. Vengeful. No, it's very good. Yeah. IPA. Oh God, it's strong. <laughs> that's where. That's why the Uber end of the, That's why the end of the podcast is always better because we're always at <laughs> right. the bottom of our God. beers and drinks. Yeah. Matthew's right, uh, Matt. lamb puns will get way better by the that's end. That's right. <laughs> yeah, well, Matt, you know, started out with that high level. You know, it's not going to be. <laughs> yeah. um, so I don't have anything particularly exciting, but uh, it's kind of nice actually. Uh, with all of my, you know, uh, honey and guava and pork cracklings that have gone into my other beers, um, this one's just <laughs> your standard water malt, hops, and yeast, and it is. Uh, the Ridge Runner Pilsner from Backcountry Brewing in Squamish, British Columbia, Ooh, nice. which uh, is right. a uh, little town on the way to a much more famous little town of uh, Whistler, British Columbia. So That's um, sweet. Yeah, I'm actually I'm super into the fact that uh, a lot of breweries are making just plain old Pilsners lately. So let's see how this yeah. one goes. Excellent. Very All good. All right. You didn't well, really have cheers, a beer big with, ears. Uh, yeah, cheers, Sorry, yeah, cheers. You didn't really have a beer with pork cracklings in it, did you? <laughs> no, <laughs> I will never tell. <laughs> 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 that was the episode that never that that just crashed unfortunately we never right. got it on air probably because of the pork crack ones well everybody out there if you've got something to drink you know what to do crack it open if you're around the fire if you're on the toilet we don't care if you drink on the toilet uh if you want to if you're walking teddy the dog i hope you are he deserves all the walks and cuddles and scritchies yeah. um and just don't uh, pop one open while you're driving you know the drill so Let's get into it, everybody. We've got four really fucking great songs, but you know what the secret is? This is round two, so all the songs are fucking good. There are no more songs left that could possibly end up on the cutting room floor, and so by definition, well, it fucking sucks. It yeah, fucking sucks to I be putting these songs against each other. I got problems with this. I mean, listen, there'll be some songs I won't be so sad to see go as others, but uh, they're still all bangers, so we are going to dive into round one here. Our first round this week is Oh No, Bruno, off of Wrong, 1989. And a little reminder, this is actually a people's choice. This did end up on the cutting room floor, and all of you decided, fuck you, podcasters, and voted to bring it back. I was one of those people. As it should be. As it should be. You guys didn't. Keep and it, it I know. lost. I was embarrassed for them. I was it lost. For them. It lost to a little too high, which I think a lot of people would go like, "You're fucking high for doing that." But right. I mm-hmm. still would defend that choice, frankly. But um, but oh, anyway, I know. Let's get. This is what we're going to get into it when we get into this round because it's going to oh, be fucking God. great to talk about. Oh, unfortunately, unfortunately, it. however, it. it is going up against absolute classic oh, and God. Michelle's top oh. song in the pantheon. Tired of waiting. Oh. Also, wrong. 1989. What the fuck? Oh, now, Tired of Waiting put out Slowly Melting, which I think is also a people's choice and will be coming back, if I'm not mistaken. I think or it, it fucking should be. Yeah. 
Because that song also slays. Yeah, me too. So uh, we've got Ono Bruno versus Tired of Waiting. This, I can't. I can't. Wrong do it. versus wrong. Two wrongs make a right. All the fucking jokes you want. Now, before we dive into this with Matthew uh, kicking us off, we're going to listen to a little bit of both of these songs back to back so that you can decide. Tired of waiting, Matthew. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, Bruno. Um, it is. I'm. I'm gonna do this thing that I've kind of been doing with. Um, we've we've been more comparing the songs rather than doing a, a, a deep dive on each of them. So, um, just to remind people that the format's gonna be a little bit different than it has been. Uh, although we've only done one like this, two like this. I can't remember at this two. point. Two. Um. So, yeah, um, one thing that I like to add is sort of like, you know, which of uh, these, what kind of a dish it is or what kind of uh, drink it is compared to each other. So, um, mm. you know, I was thinking what kind of drug this is uh, as compared to the other one. And I think this, <laughs> this song's methamphetamine. Oh, my <laughs> God. I, Meth- okay, yeah. how do you know that? Like, what? How do I know that? Well, the the feel of it and the fact that it's just about somebody who just keeps on fucking going. Um, it is a Hansen's Hansen's song. It is not a particularly complicated song, but it just goes and does not stop right until the end. Um, and at the end, it feels like it uh, falls off a cliff more than stops. Um, so that may be the story of uh, Bruno himself. It just keeps going until he can't. Um, <laughs> I think the lyrics are funny. As far as the lyrics uh, relate to the music and how well they are matched with them, they're extremely good, I think. Um, because, yeah, too much is not enough. 
Um, and uh, that is just so the pace of the song. It is uh, already at 11 and it feels like it's going to go faster and maybe it can't, but it keeps wanting to. And I think that is exactly <laughs> what Bruno himself is doing. Um, it's just an amped song. It, uh, super uh just like uh, this Bruno person is certainly amped himself. I love the begin- <laughs> bit at the beginning where it's what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite little bits. I always sort of think that uh, the little what at the beginning is the, uh, is what the cat on the cover of you. Oh yeah. Is thinking, this little question. <laughs> nice. There you go. Yeah. What? Meow. <laughs> uh, he does have yeah. a question mark over his face. Does over his yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, personal highlights, things I really like about this song. I know I have uh, kind of trashed the more moshy ones before because of my own personal issues. But um, this is definitely one that people uh, looked forward to. So to get all sweaty and punch each other in the face. Um, I like the pace, actually. I like the pace, how relentless it is. Um, there is not a lot of contrast in this song. It is just really full on. I do like the unison, the singing in unison. Um, which doesn't happen all that often in, in no means no songs, which is, uh, mm-hmm. is just pretty cool. I like the mention of um, uh, that it took a long time to, for me to figure out, but uh, people who play crib know that they're talking Wait. about crib. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. Great. Um, anything that bugs me about the song, I think just um, maybe previous associations with what is going on in the mosh when that is the song is playing. Um, that's my own my own issue my own uh, foible um nothing except uh, maybe just the simplicity of it because it's uh yeah that's that's sort of what i got to say about oh no bruno uh but now you got to talk about uh we're talking about both at the same time we're not doing one song at a time here buddy i don't think oh that's right that's right are you comparing (laughs) is that how we're not even used to it yeah okay yeah watch it just say something right (laughs) so tired of waiting is such an incredibly unique song um it speaks to me as a victoria boy uh and i I mean it's interesting because now i got another victoria boy on the show maybe this um thing that i talked about in the in the show and i don't know how many of our episodes you've listened to jason but uh there's this tension in victoria where it's actually quite a uptight place in a lot of ways and then a lot of let your freak flag fly little people are pretty accepting of a lot of stuff and then not accepting of a lot of stuff there's a certain you know structure and i think this song is like being like that encapsulated it's just this sort of tension the seething energy inside um the person and then it just sort of yes gets let out and um this song is definitely a match pair with stock taking um and uh, I think they're both sort of very, very similar. Um, if this, if Ono Bruno is meth, um, this song is way too much coffee and cigarettes. Oh, oh right. Yeah. Coffee That's and why I love cigarette. it so much. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> both make you have to take a crap. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget it. Yeah. You know, uh, it's true things uh i really like about it i like the structure i like how you know kind of repetitive it is at, at the beginning and then right at the end it's just you know he's almost tripping over himself to talk about all the things uh which he's tired of waiting for um i really like the fact that uh, we've talked about this before how they're in like little groups of four and it gets sort of really mundane to sort of more serious each time mm-hmm. uh, so it ends up with this interesting mix of um you know just tired of waiting for the total blue now and also tired of waiting for the horrible apocalypse the bomb um, to drop right <laughs> kind of kind of fantastic um and yeah the the ending i do like the um the contrast there uh the guitar texture 
just how it sort of floats in and out and isn't really being played so much as uh, woven around the song so much as more than actually playing in it. Um, I like the snare roll uh, right in the middle where John just does this absolutely perfect uh, snare roll. And of course, I always love Snarly Goblin Andy in the background. Um, If there's anything that... um, that I don't don't like about this song, um, it's that it is hard to listen to for me on its own. I think it's very much of a pair with stock taking, so that it uh, kind of lacks something without that. If you're just listening to it solo, um, hmm. but that's that's really about it for that. Yeah, great. All right, wow. Jason, why don't you take a stab? Okay, whatever. You um, well, I will take a stab. I'm not anywhere near as well spoken as Matthew or as uh, nobody is. <clears throat> um, starting with Ono Ono Bruno, uh, Matthew uh, mentioned it was Hansony. Um, it was written as a Hanson Brothers song originally, and then and then brought over to the uh, No Means No canon because it was too good to be a Hanson Brothers song. They wrote it for a real guy named Bruno, uh, who got. Uh, framed and busted for selling drugs and ended up in jail and they would go visit him and they wrote this song and tribute oh, to him. Shit. Um, I can see, this is what I can more do than like tell you well, about this all is great. the ins and outs of that. But yeah. Uh, yeah. And Matthew's right. There's the references to cribbage. There's references to darts uh, when he mm. says double bullseye and then Steinies, a Steinlanger, Steinlager beers. Uh, that's in reference to a, a bar that used to exist in Victoria in the basement of the Empress Hotel called the Beaver Pub, where they would all hang out together. Bruno was this big bear of a man that everybody loved. He would uh, work the door for early no means no shows and sell merch oh, wow. and stuff. Uh, and then he got himself uh, involved in some with some bad people um, of the motorcycle riding variety, mm-hmm. and uh, some bad shit happened, and he ended up going to prison. But uh, oh, he's now. God not in prison and uh, happy and uh, I, I I interviewed him for the book he's a really great guy fuck yeah um yeah yeah um anyway so i mean if comparing those two songs the main big, big difference to me is like one is basically a handsome brothers fast ramones song the other one is an andy kerr song and it's very no means noey um staccato kind of da, 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 stuff that you're used to yeah. being a regular kind of a no means no song um and i know uh, uh, correct me if I'm sure you probably said this to you already with his corrections, but uh, tired of waiting and stock taking definitely go together. And they're both kind of about the same thing, um, which he told me was about um, being in relationships with people and then being out on the road and, and having other things in your life that are distracting you from that relationship and having that person saying kind of tired of waiting for you to figure it out. And so that, and then stock taking is similar in a similar vein. Um, what else can I tell you? That's kind of about it. I mean, that's great. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bruno is alive and well, and, uh, and <laughs> you pretty much have to be a great big bear of a man. If you're going to be called Bruno, either that or tiny, <laughs> and know, French, right? tiny yeah. pugnacious in so, French. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is so fucking on the nose. I can't even handle it. That is just beautiful. That is beautiful. Uh, and there's a fine line between biding one's time and wasting one's <laughs> wasting time. Oh, one's come, time. On, guys, come, ever, come on, guys. Right. Come on. All right. So, so we'll pass it over to Strangey and let her opine on these no, two masterpieces. Here we go. This pair up is a tragedy. This is a damn tragedy. It's a sad day today. Each of these tunes represents quintessential avenues of the band, and one is my most favorite of their songs. 
One of them shows might and another one blasts into the stratosphere with unbelievable talent, delivery, and attitude. I can read my words here. I know in the past we had to bring back, bring back Ono Bruno as a fan favorite, and it deserved to be brought back. It's the number one Ramonzi hansen ass-kicking theory of fun with the delivery that makes your eyeballs fall out of your asshole. <laughs> but my personal favorite, Tired of Waiting, just saying the song name gets me jacked. In my opinion, the talent and delivery on this is unreal. And John, the ending where Andy is listening to the shit he's tired of, and John, on one line, he switches the accent from the first beat he does it for, for like two or three times, mm. and then out of nowhere, he just takes that second beat, and that's where he puts, puts the accent. It's when Andy's listening to his stuff, he was like, tired of this, tired of that, tired of this, and then he doesn't hit it on the first beat. He hits the, he hits the, the emphasis and whatever, the symbol, on the second beat. That is so jazz. That is so badass to mm-hmm. me. Take the eyeballs that fell out of your ass. <laughs> And, 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 and uh, I love that song. I think it's perfect. All kidding aside, this, both of these songs are kind of similar in their delivery. I think they're fast, they're fun, they're full of fury, and it makes everybody go bananas. The subject matter is different, obviously, but the same theory is there. I'm a bit worried here. Ono Bruno is top of the list stylistically for the Ramones type onslaughts and 100 110% fan favorite for a damn good reason. I think nice. that, I think that's all I got to say cuz I'll nice. just, just sit there and drip tired of waiting but tired of waiting is I, know, I heard I, Andy told me he wrote that. He told me he wrote that in like 15 minutes. That he just like me. came up like with the idea. Went upstairs, they had a house yeah. and he was waiting for those two to get done with their rehearsal. He was tired of waiting. And he went up <laughs> Yeah. Well, he was waiting for them to get done when it was time to go upstairs and he came up and he had that idea. And I, I just think that it's so aggressive. It's cool. It's jazz. It, it does things to me when I hear it. It nice. does things to me. Does things. I just her. noticed something yeah. reading the lyrics to Tired of Waiting that I never really connected before. I mean, this could be a total long shot, but there's a, the line in there, Tired of Waiting for the Paint to Dry. I believe that Andy worked at a worked paint at a paint store. store. That's oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That seems pretty uh, self-referential. There, I gotta there give go. that to you. Yeah. So my first comment about Ono Bruno is why the fuck has this not been behind a Letterkenny fight scene? Get on it. What the fuck? This song absolutely needs to be in Letterkenny you as one of their. That? You guys have Letterkenny down there? These oh yeah, do. fuck yeah. As I'm one, as I mean, give me a fucking break. Like they've done so many songs. This is the song. Mm. There's no other song. It could just be this song every time. But give me, it's like the letter writing campaign, please. Get what the fuck? Letterkenny anyway. letter writing. I've tried to slip this in the back route because I sorted like, out. My friend uh, recorded one of the guys who does a lot of the. He's a friend of direct of uh, yeah. Jared Kiso. Um, right. So yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'm gonna just keep maybe start yeah. trying to pluck Go that over string there. some more. Go over to the thing. <laughs> pluck the Go string some the more, thing. man. This song is yeah. like Jeez. I'm telling you, it's made for it. I was watching yeah. Letterkenny the other day, and uh, I was watching Letterkenny the other day. Sorry, couldn't help it. And, <laughs> and uh, a fight scene came on, and it really just like it just hit me that it's absolutely fucking perfect. The length of it, anyway. So someone's got to do it. I so only I, just uh, just to interrupt you. I'm sorry. I know we're. I no, know no. this is a no means no podcast, but I only just dis- not oh, not. Dis- I, I shouldn't say I discovered it because I've known about Letterkenny for years. I've got lots of friends that love it. Never gave it a chance, and I 
started binging it maybe nice. like four months ago. Oh, shit. And it's like one of the funniest shows I've ever seen in it's my so life. It's so fucking good. Oh, it's, it's so like, fucking it's po- good. It's like poetry. It is. It is no, poetry. it really is. The, the writing is. is just mind-blowing. Have you guys seen Shorzy yet? Yeah. No, not yet. The no. uh, spinoff? Oh, anyway. No. Okay. Yeah, I anyway, carry on. No, it's, it's brilliant. It's fine. If anybody out there has not seen it and you like a Canadian band, I don't know why the fuck. No, no, no. You can't. Some more. I gotta yeah, you do can't. It. You can't. You you really have to push through for a little bit. But anyway, there's not a lot to do. You've got to get through the first season, I find, and then, then it really gets going. It's uh, like a, right. it's like Adventure right. Time. Same thing. All so, uh, oh no, Bruno. I know I am kind of like no. Well, maybe I don't know. I'm I'm I know myself for maybe shitting on the song a little more than. Well, not a lot more than it deserves, because this song is fucking awesome. It really is. It's, it's a banger. It might be simple, in a sense, compared to their other songs, but it's so tight and precise and exactly what it needs to be, and everything about it is perfect for what they're trying to do. This is not a simple song because someone can only play three chords. It's like, no, this is exactly the music that should be behind this kind of song for what yeah. they're saying. And yeah. I also think that... It is perfectly placed on the album. Like you needed this song where it is in sequence on the album. Even if you're taking the the shorter vinyl version where it ends with all lies, you still need that palate cleanser before going into all lies or you're it's just it, all lies. Then to me would lose some of its power. I need a release mm. before going into all lies. So I do think it's a it's a fucking amazing song. Great to hear the backstory of it, right? Like you know, you just see listening to it the first time, you know there's a story behind it. It's such great storytelling. Yes. And so affectionate yep. about this care. Like I do sense the affection behind it. They're not talking about mm-hmm. some fuck up they're making fun of. This is right. there's affection behind the kind of catastrophe that was this person's Whoa, there life. There goes again. And that's and that, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's what I really like about it. It's this like, ah oh, fuck, Bruno. Like the cops yeah. are knocking, like, don't let them in, man. Oh no, oh no. Uh so I, I just really love that about it. And and again, like the Hanson Brothers stuff, it's just so goddamn well composed and so tight that it's better than any other pop punk that you're ever gonna find because it's played by fucking virtuosos, right? So yep, exactly. no, this song is I, I am also glad this song came back in. And I, I still I think I think a little too high gets none no love from anybody that i know of and so i'm i'm glad that we voted that one in and that we get to talk about it again at some point but i am glad that ono bruno came back in because it's it's Got a fucking to. great song yeah uh, i also agree it's a very methy song um <laughs> for comparing it to drugs i was fucking very very apt and yeah i also love the way that uh, this is one of my favorite openings what I mean, it's so fucking great. And then the way it ends with the it's just the crashing. It's just, I just, it's like a, a comic book. Someone crashing down the stairs with their fist coming at your face, and it just stops right before it punches you out. Jesus, it's fucking Christ. glorious. It's a glorious, and it is. This is one of the songs that, whether you knew it or not, you were waiting for it live. Whether you're on the sidelines or in the pit, because it's where people are just going to go fucking nuts. And some shows, I really love that. The older I got, the more I was like, "Oh, it's Ono Bruno." I'm heading to the back. Yeah, I'm, I'm going heading to the back. Out of here. I'm gonna let those young kids beat the shit out of each other because I don't want any part of it. But at least you knew it was coming because uh, you could, you could, you could hear the first strains. Um, Math was not the drug that was involved. In no, I'm sure it wasn't. Downfall. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're, we're, I think it's more the tone, underlying tone. Okay. No, I would bet it's not meth. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, tired of wait, tired of waiting is the song that for me first cemented their genius when I heard them, because I really loved the first few tracks on wrong, which I've talked about before was the album. I was in the dark by myself at my friends, my friend Russell's college dorm room. He's like, you got to fucking list this. I'm going to go scrape 
the bongs on the floor to try to get us some <laughs> weed. I'll come back with a giant resin ball in like half an hour. You sit here and listen to this while I'm scraping out people's yeah. bowls. And so I'm Go listening to, to that and I fucking, you know, uh, uh, it's catching up. Oh, fuck. What a banger. Oh, the tower. Oh, fuck. What a banger. Oh, shit. Then we've got uh, stop. Not stop. Not talk. God damn it. I need lunch. Brainless yeah, yeah, what wonder. the fuck is a brainless, brainless wonder. wonder? Holy yeah, shit. Brainless and those wonder. are all like beautiful, I mean beautifully intricate punk songs, but then tired of waiting? Oh, like what God. the fuck is this jazzy jazz core? It showed me that they they were in a totally different realm. This was not just good punk or good hardcore. Oh, this was God. a band that had a underpinning of something oh. truly remarkable. The jazz solos, oh. Rob's bass walking, John's just insanely oh my fucking... God, John and like this. you talked about that, Strangey. Just the way he plays with the the offbeats and shit, yep. that made me realize, oh, these this is something completely different. This is absolutely something different. It's fucking perfect. And that is not the case for me with Ono Bruno. As much as I love it, that is a song that belongs in the Venn diagram. Oh, there's Grayson. He Grayson. <laughs> he said, oh, no. Oh, no. He did. Yeah. Oh, no, Bruno. In the, in, the Venn di- in the Venn diagram of other musicians, oh, no, Bruno, I could slot it into a bunch of people, kind of. I could say, well, could this, these guys could play it or these guys could play it. Not as well, but tired of waiting? I don't, there's nobody else who'd fucking play that song. It's totally, oh my God. totally unique to them. So that's why it's always stood out to me more. It's not that Ono oh Bruno is not a fucking great song, but it's not unique. It's unique in how they execute it. I don't know, but I, I still love it. I think Tired of Waiting is really fucking good. And, oh and as other people have talked about the, the descent from the, the pettiness of the things that we're waiting for down to tired of waiting for the bomb to drop, tired of waiting for the end. For the one in the and wall. Then, and then the one in the wall. <laughs> yeah. And then just again, Andy's fucking delivery. Oh my one, God. one of the all time greatest Go punk away. vocalists. Get out of town. It's for, from everything from that snarl you talked about, Matthew. The, <laughs> it's just so great. <laughs> down to like, Tired of waiting for the end. Well, I got tired of waiting because there's, I mean, it's just fucking the way he cuts from one to the other and he'd do that live. You know, I, it's just, it's so fucking good. I mean, that song just, it just absolutely. Oh, God. Rules. And in each of these songs, everything about the songs fit perfectly together. So this is definitely two examples of where yeah. lyrics, music, and vocal delivery performance perfectly match. The way yep. Ono Bruno yep. is sung and played and the way mm-hmm. the lyrics match, everything is perfect tired of waiting say same thing they may be two totally different ways of approaching this exactly but they i mean this band can do that they can have two completely different styles or vastly different maybe not completely different and yet each of them is perfectly matched all of the elements work perfectly together yeah. that's fucking crazy to me um i don't know many other bands that can pull that off but they fucking did it so there you go that's round I, one. I'm highly intimidated by you guys in the way that you really break it all down. Because oh no, please uh, I just don't. Go like oh yeah, it's a good song. I like no, that. please don't. Why not? No, no, <laughs> dude. Let me. Can I? Can I? Tell, can I tell you something? Everybody yes. probably got way more out of what you fucking said because they're like, holy shit, the exactly. Bruno's. So okay. don't even sell yourself short, brother. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, yeah. They're like, oh, I've heard these assholes spout about this shit before. So we're no, gonna Jason, start. Jason, Jason, these guys like go go off on the this and that and that. You it's know, the drugs. It's, it's, no. don't, so. Don't, don't, don't. 
it's it's we both become extremely intellectually lazy in our old age so now we just wank over things that we love (laughs) that's right exactly i can't i can't i don't create i don't create i just comment on others creation exactly so uh all right so let's talk about round two and just uh, not round two but the second kind of topic round to remind everyone what this is it's you know a little bit more focused this is kind of whether or not each of the songs is representative of no means no as a whole what kind of place it occupies in the oeuvre of No Means No, and whether we would introduce either or both of these songs to a No Means No newbie. We've kind of touched on some of that, each of us, but we'll focus in a little bit more. Matthew, uh, why don't you kick us off here? Um, You know that word oeuvre. It's the same as in hors d'oeuvre. Oh, there's no hors d'oeuvres here, though, man. No, that's true. This is full-on fucking pizza here. Right here. Uh, (laughs) Pizza. So, yeah. Sit um, down and have a slice. Whether the song the is representative of No Means No as a whole. Oh, oh, oh no, Bruno. Um, yes. I mean, in a way, in terms of the um, the tightness of the playing and uh, just the, the humor in it as well, definitely representative of No Means No. Um, and it is a very well-known No Means No song. It's one of the ones that uh, somebody who isn't all that familiar with them probably remembers, uh, maybe because hmm. it's a little more accessible. And for that reason... Um, <clears throat> Just like you were saying, Jordan, I think, you know, it's 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 one of not very many No Means No songs that are a little more coverable. I think mm. you can imagine somebody else playing it and playing it pretty well. Uh, yeah. Or you could even imagine that another another band might have been able to play a song this well. Um, whereas, uh, yeah, Tired of Waiting is extremely No Means No. Don't um, even. It's extremely, extremely No Means No. Um, another band could not do that. I don't That's think. That's right. Um, could not, would not, um, and not. wouldn't sort of pull it out. Um, you know, yeah, uh, where they're placed on the album, I think both are really, really excellent. I, I You said palate cleanser, Jordan. I, I sort of had written down, it's the, uh, oh no, Bruno's like the pickle ginger uh, between yeah. pieces of sashimi. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Nice. So uh, yeah, a little, little, little fresh taste between the like, needier things on either side. Um yeah, Michelle I thinks don't... it's pizza. That's right. <laughs> Who doesn't and like pizza? I kind of like what you what you said, Jordan, about how uh, yeah, you sort of going through, and these songs are awesome, 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 and then like, what the fuck is this? This is this is weird. Oh wow, I really I really like this, and now yeah. now this is really essential. It's sort of like um, putting peanut butter on your burger. It's like you're not. <laughs> it's like you're not going to expect it, but oh, oh, damn, that's that's good, and I wasn't expecting it to be good, and now I'm going to put it on all there all the time. <laughs> Um, yeah, let's see. Would I, would I introduce a newbie to them? I think Ono Bruno, um, only as contrast, I might play something more complex and say, well, they also do this. Mm. Um, it probably wouldn't have been the first or even in the top five, uh, first songs that I would play. Um, you know, unless it was somebody who I wasn't trying to convince or I didn't think would really get into No Means No, something that they might like because it is more accessible. Um, tired of waiting, maybe not because it is just so weird. And again, like if I thought the person might really get into no means no, because not everybody will, um, then maybe. Uh, but if uh, it was somebody I didn't know very well or somebody who was just at work, you know, driving the forklift over there or whatever, like um, <clears throat> maybe not so much. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, somebody I care nice. about convincing, maybe somebody, yeah, maybe hmm. not so much, not so much. Yeah, interesting. All right, Jason, what do you think? Uh, well, this is tough. Uh, I actually 
really agree with most of what Matthew said, and that was sort of my take on it as well. I think Ono Bruno is representative of No Means No in a big way in the sense that uh, even though it was written as a Hanson Brothers song, in order to be a No Means No fan or to um, get to know them as a band, you need to know that that's a, a very important side of them. And I think that they kind of... Uh, I don't, I'm not sure if every album has an example of this, but I think that they were, um, whether they were conscious of it or not, I think every once in a while they would sprinkle a song like that in to remind everybody they knew how to rock out like a punk band. Right. Yeah. As, yeah. as opposed Ooh. to be complex and jazzy mm-hmm. and weird yep. and, and mm-hmm. you know, super musicians and all that stuff. I think they like to remind people here and there that, hey, yeah, we can just play a fast, cool punk song and have right. a bit pulsating and people stage diving. And yeah, that's why we belong in this world, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Which is on, which so is I, on that, small parts. What's that? Which one is it on small parts? Well, small parts, exactly. I'm sure that's all. Dead Souls. I'm telling okay, you. Okay. Dead Souls. Dead Souls, oh, maybe. maybe. Yeah. yeah. Teresa. Uh, but, There's you know, Sex Mad on Sex Mad would be the example on that album. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to think of others. But I, I, I'm not saying every record they would do that necessarily, but I just think that. that you no, know, fair enough. <laughs> You know, the most important thing about No Means No is how much, how different they are than other punk bands. But I think it's important to remember that they were they had the ability and the love of punk rock yeah. as a more simplified totally. uh, yeah. musical form that they could show their chops that way too and go, hey, yeah, we, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, also on uh, on Wrong is Two Lips, Two Lungs, and One Tongue, which is about as hardcore, fast punk rock as you can get, just mm-hmm. a straight ahead mm-hmm. banger. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then there's Tired of Waiting, you're right, Matthew. It is a very No Means No song. It's a very Andy Kerr song. Um, I don't know if you would get a song like that after he left and it was Tom. I think it would. It, it really belongs in that time frame when he was in the band and contributing finally by then. Um, I would definitely introduce people with Ono Bruno, to, but as, as again, I, I agree with Matthew. I think it, it needs to be paired with something else so you would say well this is what they can do but this is actually what they really are good at and check this out mm. uh, and i also agree with matthew i don't think tired of waiting would be the one i would go with because it is a pretty weird song and a pretty inaccessible song to somebody who may be discovering this band for the first time but once you know them and maybe if you've maybe the thing to do with is just introduce somebody wrong and just play from from side one song one and just go through it because it does that was me (laughs) that was fucking me yeah well the journey yeah exactly like you said jordan like the you know the journey of that album gets you to that and by then you're ready for it kind of yeah but uh you know as far as just like sitting someone down and playing one song for them this is the first song for you no i don't think tired of waiting would be the one right is that fair Mm -hmm. that's that's fair that's your opinion all opinions are fair yeah michelle okay uh uh yeah uh I'm going to jump ahead to the second part of the thing. Sure. I, I, I'd play like both of these songs for people. Second, I'd play Tired of Waiting. Hey, this is my favorite song. Right. You know, taking like their feelings out of it. <laughs> Being an asshole. I like this one. But I, I, I would play. I would definitely play Oh No Bruno. In fact, there's one song that I always play for people first, and it's um, The Day Everything Became Nothing. That's mm. the song that I play for people first mm. in the chances that I have. I, like I said in my notes, I do think these are two separate avenues of the band. And I think these songs are at the top, you know, at the end of that dead end street of those avenues where like, mm. this is it. You you want to get like cool that. and funky and jazz and badass and in your face, tired of waiting. Oh, no, Bruno, let's have some fun. 
Let's go mosh in the pit. This is it. I, I, I'm really sad that these two are up against each other. Like, this really, really bothers me. Yeah. Like, physically. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm serious, because, like, I, I don't know where the... Do we really have to... I don't you gotta know. Do can, it. Can, That's can, the can I stop now? I didn't do too well. I'm, I'm no, stop. you did great. You said stop. these are you said these are the dead ends at the end of both of those avenues, and that fucking is the, the most succinct way of putting it. That was well. That I don't know. Brilliant. Maybe not the dead end. Maybe the no. I meant in the good way. Right? Like they're the they're the they're the the you, brilliant the top of the food chain. The brilliant secret clubs at the end yeah. of both of those yep. different avenues. No, right? that's, like, this is yeah, yeah. these are the tops of 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 those avenues that they. That they drive on. Yeah, it's it's. I agree, class. and I think it's interesting this idea that you know, are, is this are these songs representative? Of no means no as a whole. Yeah, of two different tendrils of this fucking yep. octopus, right? Yeah. Like there's mm-hmm. tired of waiting. Really, is that you know? There's always the joke about they joke about this themselves. You can't you can't genreize these guys. You can't tell anyone. They're like, what kind of music is it? Well, like fucking, I don't know. Like <laughs> hardcore, jazzcore, punk. Uh, not uh, the only things I wouldn't say are metal. Like you know, you could throw anything out and it kind of fit. But this is the most like kind of jazz corey song that they've got in a way. And then Ono Bruno's kind of good straight ahead punk. Like, and they do that in all sorts of areas. Mm-hmm. But this is their most. I mean, I think it is their most straight up Hanson Brothersy song. So yep, yep. In that song, in that sense to me, and I think that's maybe where, not my complaint, but my sort of like, the reason I don't get into it as much maybe, that's not the side of the band that's spoken to me as much personally. It doesn't mean I don't appreciate it. doesn't mean I don't think it's fucking executed perfectly. doesn't mean I don't think it's perfectly placed on the album, but it's not what drew me in to, to them as a band that went like, oh shit, this band is something else. But it's necessary. It's needed. Right. And necessary. I think that's a really like good that. point, Jason, that you brought up. This thing that, yeah, that's it is actually important, not just for other people, but for us to be reminded, hey, these guys can just fucking rock. They can just put up some shit that's going to blow your socks off as a punk masterpiece. Better than anybody else who was trying to do that is their like, entire deal. Mm. Right. It, Those and are so, some of the hardest songs to write, too. Yeah, exactly. The, the simple, straightforward ones exactly. without sounding like something else so i do think it's endemic and undemic indicative of no means no as a whole but of a different branch that's not not the part that i gravitate to the most but it's absolutely essential and tired of waiting really is that and i think yeah jason you also said it it's very andy right which is beautiful in that sense like this is a really good example of what you know there are people who have a uh, you know, B A A A kind of uh, time scale before Andy, after Andy of the right. band in terms of like what they like. <laughs> oh, and God. while while I don't hold to that because I love their entire catalog as a spectrum, I understand it because the band was different when it had him as an influence, an actual songwriting influence. Once that was gone, it was Rob and John, which I fucking love. And I know Tom added some, but we all, but it's become clear from hearing from you and you know others. He didn't have he 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 wasn't songwriting as much. Andy was really songwriting, and you hear it here. And I love Andy's songwriting, and his songwriting mixed with No Means No with Rob and John is a sort of secret sauce that's just yes, fucking magic. And this sauce. song is yeah. a beautiful example. I think we get a lot of it on Zero Plus Two. Um, so I'm I'm really glad we have this as a testament. And it that is an that is something that's essential about No Means No. That what Andy brings, and this is a really, really, really good example. And something I didn't mention in the first round. Oh man, Gregson agrees with me. He keeps agreeing with me. Sorry. I'm clearly Sorry. right. Do you want me to I'm get clearly him on? right? I don't know. We love Gregson. He's a fan favorite. 
So it is the me. one thing about Tired of Waiting. To me, this doesn't this doesn't negate anything about it. But it is one of those songs. There are others. There's zero plus two equals one has a couple of these that are uh, they're pairings. It's hard. Mm-hmm. They're better together. This with stock taking Tired of Waiting with stock taking is better than either of them alone. But I do think Tired of Waiting stands high on its own even without the two of them. Oh, Gregson. We're seeing a black kitty on the screen who you've all heard and he's beautiful and he agrees with me. I can tell. So yes, they're both endemic. Uh, I keep saying that word Uh, indicative. The the juice is already kicking in folks. This is good shit. (laughs) Um, Now in terms of introducing newbies to it. So this is a, this, I mean, in a way this question is just fucking impossible because I have so many scenarios. It's like, well, who are they? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like what kind of music do they like? Are they someone who if if I knew someone who really just liked fucking punk rock, then I would probably start them with Ono Bruno as a gateway drug and go, but now look what else they can do. Yeah. Right. But at least give them something that was like, here's the lozenge you know. Now look, let me give you this elderberry flavored one. I swear to God it's gonna be good. <laughs> you like that other one, right? This one's gonna be really fucking good. Now, with Tired of Waiting, it would be the reverse. I had a friend who was really into jazz and John Zorn and shit like that. And I was like, what can I endorse him to? Oh, I know. Let's play him the weird jazzy shit. That's what's going to get him in. And then he could grow to appreciate the Ono Brunos, right? So I think both of these songs do have a place as a newbie introduction. But to me, they're actually more aperitifs. These are songs that both of them that I would play as a second or third sort of Hey, I want you to hear what they're capable of. Not mm-hmm. necessarily the first note, but a let me show you the variety of what they mm-hmm. can play because they really do demonstrate mm-hmm. the scale of where this band can go in two wildly different directions. In that sense, they're perfectly paired for that reason. They're mm-hmm. great examples of two forks or the two mm-hmm. alleys. That Especially if you, you if you went, these are on the same fucking album. Exactly. Exactly. And so they would be kind of second or third songs. I would show some somebody to say, hey, these are it also does this. Can you believe that shit? Yeah. But I don't know that I would take either of these songs as my first foray uh, into the band. But they would be, you know, close as really good examples of what this band could fucking do. It really just depends on the uh, on the on the person. That's that's mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this is gonna be interesting. I really have no fucking idea where this is gonna go. Wait, so do we, are, are we gonna, gonna vote, vote now? Is this, we're gonna is vote. This we're gonna vote. Old, and first old. up is Maddie U. So Maddie U, where are you taking us? Despite uh, missing its 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 precious precious partner, I think uh, tired of waiting has gotta gotta take the take it for me. Oh, oh God, Michelle has breathed. Bruno is just relief. a bit more. Yeah, less less uh, less purely no means no. Um, maybe a little less you know complex you know thinking wise, um, and yeah, just a little a uh, little more basic. So uh, yeah, for sure, uh, tired of waiting for quite easily for me. All right, all right, Jason, how about you? Okay, um, <laughs> you're on the record now, buddy. You're fucked. Uh, so yeah. look out. Uh, I'm gonna basically say the. Entire opposite of what Matthew just said. I, I think the tired of waiting on its own, without stock taking, without its place on an album, is uh, a great song. But I think Ono oh Bruno Bruno takes it for me because it is um, probably my favorite straight ahead punk rock song that No Means No ever did. I, yep. I, I, and I love listening to it every time I hear it. Tired of waiting is not. I mean, I, I don't ever skip No Means No songs, but well, maybe one or two, but. Tired of Waiting is just got that little bit of inaccessibility, not to me because I'm a fan, but that little bit of 
uh, I don't know. I just, Odo Bruno is a perfect punk rock song. I also love that it's based on a real person from Victoria, BC, where they came from. And mm-hmm. it was a friend of theirs. I love mm-hmm. that. Uh, and I love the what at the beginning. I love the, uh, uh, such a big guy. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going with, uh, I'm going with Ono Bruno. <gasps> All right. And it's got Very two exclamation points in the song title. Excellent. Whoa, it does. We do. are, uh, we are tied now, so Stranger, you're not quite the tiebreaker. We know where Stranger is going. No, you all know where I'm going. I'm going to vote for my favorite one. Hell yes, I am. But I'm telling you, this hurts. Because I, I voted for Ono Bruno the last round, and I was mortified that it didn't make the cut the first time. And everybody was, I think everybody on the Facebook page was like, what the fuck, you guys? Pretty much. Yeah, Pretty it was. Much. Uh, well, there were some head scratch in there. So. But you, <laughs> I love Ono Bruno. I, I, I always have. I, I, I thought it was kick ass. It was just amazing. I don't care who votes for what, but I, I'm voting for Tired of Waiting. Oh my God, it's my favorite No Means No song. All right. And I hate that I'm not voting for no, Ono Bruno. Can, can I give half a vote to that? You no. cannot. It's not in the uh, rules. Those oh are the God. rules. I don't make the rules. All I just right. made the oh, rules. I, I don't like what's going to happen here. So I really don't. It's weird don't to be like the fourth it. vote here. So I could either force a tie and have to roll our stupid little dice to decide, or yeah. I'm going to tip this over I the edge. I, the, the more I've listened to Ono Bruno for this podcast, the more I've grown to love it. I absolutely, I didn't write it off, but I, I, I would skip it sometimes before. Because it just wasn't I was looking for in No Means No. I would never do that now. I, I I really appreciate this song. I really appreciate the musicianship. I really appreciate its energy. I really appreciate way more where it is on the album and how it crafts the whole experience of the album. I love the fact that it feels so personal and so uh, sort of affectionate to the, to the subject. So I think it is, it's probably one of the best pop punk songs of all time. And it's not tired of waiting, which is a better song. So I, I think better. I think tired of waiting to me is just, it's just interesting. It's different. It's something I'd never heard before. It when I listened to this whole album, tired of waiting stuck with me, changed my relationship to punk music. Oh no, Bruno was like, oh that's oh yeah, that's great punk. Tired of waiting made me go, made me go what the fuck? And yeah. Made everything recontextualized when I first heard it in a way that little hat i was listening to fucking jethro toll right before that like <laughs> what the fuck suddenly i was like no listen to good music oh got it i got it and uh oh no bruno perfect on the album perfect song tired of waiting was a bit more of a revelation to me so i'm giving it to tired of waiting and tired of waiting oh goes my through god and oh no bruno unfortunately has been cut oh. loose twice and i am not oh. looking forward we to the facebook comments again. but jason no. good news you're probably on the right side of the fan base so no problems for book sales Fuck you guys. That's yeah. all I said. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He's done. He just took off his headphones. He's walking away, everybody. Fuck this shit. He's done with this podcast. No. No, that's fair. That's fair. I totally understand that. Yeah. It's all subjective. It's all subjective. Art is God. subjective. But uh, that's a hard one, man. I, and I, this was harder I for me than it would have been at the beginning of the podcast, for fuck's sake. Oh, God. I, yeah. It's such a good song. I, it's a really good I'm, song. I'm a fan of it. I, big time. All right, so we're gonna go into our uh, we're gonna go into our intermission here, where we uh, this time I do you know first of all let's say what what we'd like to get from people we haven't gotten shit from anybody so let's remind you what we're looking for here. Uh, maybe this is gonna be a dead end and no one's gonna want to do it. You can still send us your 
Uh, well, Matthew, let me let you tell people what they can still send us. And then if you remember well enough, what we'd what like them to send us. Um, oh, there we go. Oh, it was late, but you're going to be hearing home. plenty of that. Okay. So first off, uh, you can send, uh, your submissions please to, um, no means nothing podcast at gmail.com. Um, we have, I think, retired the phone number because that did not work. And mostly we were <laughs> so hearing much spam. about so, so very much spam. So very so much, spam. much spam. And uh, yeah, it would sort of just be telling us about insurance quotes for some guy named James. Um, I hope that James <laughs> found a very excellent rate. Um, oh, fuck you, James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you can um, send in your, we like to just start off with three questions or just give us whatever you feel like saying, but uh, sort of the uh, icebreaker or uh, just sort of format that uh, we start you off with is uh, tell us your no means no origin story, how the, uh, they discovered you or you discovered them, um, what they mean to you. And then if you have, it could be related to either of the other two, but uh, if you have a sort of no means no related story, could be personal, could be, um, Anything you want, uh, you know, going to a show or uh, wishing you hadn't gone to a show, um, whatever you want to tell us. Um, and the other sort of new things which we would like uh, you to send in is um, if you are a listener, you sort of have to be one. Um, make a case for uh, one of the songs that we kicked off. <laughs> Um, I think that was one of the things we were asking for. Jordan, do you remember? It was, yep. Yeah. What was, a, what was another no, one? No, I think that was about it. The other one we yeah. talked about, we're going to keep in our back pocket for round three, I think. So I think um, what we'd really like to hear is what song got kicked off that you're pissed about and that why we're wrong, right? And probably right now, we just did one of them. So you probably <laughs> yeah, right now yes. are grabbing your pen and paper so, and like, you fucking assholes, yeah. and are writing yeah. a screed. So yeah. write that screed. Yeah. I want to hear that screed. I want to read your screed uh, on no. the air. Read that um, screed. The first one we're going to get is by, uh, my name is Jackson uh, Sheep, right? Like it's uh, Jason with a nom de plume. He's going to write <laughs> right. in a letter, fake, faking it out. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so um, exactly. Well told, Matthew. But we'd like submissions, man. We, we really, I, I mean, I think we're keeping the doors open for the origin stories and stories about the, the band and what they mean to you because... I was consistently just fucking touched by what you guys were saying. And I, this, yeah. this uh, podcast really, I think one of the best things for me about it is getting a peek into the community and how amazing it is mm -hmm. and what an amazing collection of people love this band. And I believe others like to hear these as well. Uh, that's the feedback we've gotten. So whether you want to yell at us about it, something we've, we've uh, kicked to the curb unceremoniously or you want to write us one of those other things, please do. We need submissions. And Otherwise, you know what? Uh, the last time that we um, were asking for this stuff, we had not um, interviewed Rob Wright and put it on the internet. And we have a whole yeah. giant splooge load of new, um, <laughs> at least members to the, uh, to the Facebook group, which uh, so we have a, a whole bunch more people probably listening. And this is probably That's one of right. the first ones that they will hear after Rob, because uh, people don't tend to listen back through podcasts unless they're impressed by something else about it. So, um, you know, I hope that the, the Rob interview, you're very, very happy to do that. And thank you to Rob. And thank you for uh, Jason for putting the tendrils forth to make that happen. Mm -hmm. um, oh, hey. Yeah. But uh, hopefully we're not uh, just a one-trick pony <laughs> that you will give you something uh, else interesting to listen to. So um, thank you uh, for tuning in to and welcome to new listeners. That's yeah. right. That's right. 
So Thanks we're so going much. to read one of those origin stories right now. Uh, a oh, again, uh, no means nothing podcast at gmail.com. Please send in your submissions to that email. No means nothing at g- no means nothing podcast gmail.com. The, our our uh, friend of the podcast listener, Hank Call, wrote this in to us. So I'm going to read this out. I got to see Andy Aaron No Means No in 1990 in Bozeman, Montana. I was vaguely aware of them, but had never heard their stuff before and went to the show solely because they were on Alternative Tentacles with my favorite band, Dead Kennedys. What I remember most vividly was that I was confused that Rob had gray hair. I couldn't figure out if he dyed it that way, if it was the lighting or what, because he didn't really look that old otherwise. It was very perplexing to 19-year-old me. The fact that the drums were at the front of the stage also really tripped me out. And I'll be honest, that night I was far more preoccupied, preoccupied with trying to find alcohol than on... Watching No Means No. I was pretty clueless at that age, and any band that didn't sound like The Exploited or Dead Kennedys was pretty uninteresting to me. So while I count myself lucky that I got to see them back then, I have to admit that it was pretty much lost on me. We did go to a house party after the show, and I stood in a room watching Rob and John smoking cigarettes and talking with locals about various sci-fi movies, but I didn't talk with them myself. Cut to a few months later, and my friend Jake got wrong on on vinyl, and we listened to it at high volume. Needless to say... I was completely fucking pulverized from beginning to end. I had never heard anything so sharp and aggressive, so powerful, so smart, so fucking precise. Mm -hmm. I made him play Brainless Wonder about 37 times in a row (laughs) because I was so stupefied by it. And the interplay between the vocals on some of these songs really blew me away. It was so weird, yet so intoxicating and commanding. That record just demands your attention, and I instantly became a lifelong fan. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting Sex Mad You Kill Me on cassette shortly after that, and I remember taking a three-day Greyhound, Greyhound trip to Santa Cruz and listening to that tape incessantly on my Walkman. I, of <laughs> course, loved the punk rock stuff, but found myself really tripping out on some of the longer, more ponderous, in a good way, songs like Self Pity, Hunt the She-Beast, Body Bag. Totally changed my musical palette forever. Mm. I became so much more of a discerning music listener just from that album. Well, that and Double Nickels on the Dime. Oh, nice. Next, I got Live and Cuddly. And similar to when I first heard Wrong, I was gobsmacked by the power of that band. The version of Metronome on that album, as you all know, completely fucking mind-blowing. Yep, yep. The way they manipulate the tension of that song amazes me every single time I hear it, even 30-plus years later. Best live album ever made, hands down. Later Mm -hmm. that same year, Zero Plus Two Equal One came out and quickly became my obsession. I started playing drums around this time and worshipped at the altar of John Wright, and still do. I love everything about John's drumming. His beat-up-old drum kit, that dinky little 8-inch rack tom that he appears to have had (laughs) since the 70s, his dorky Bermuda shorts and Tiva sandals, his funny drumming faces. I've tried so, so, so hard to switch to traditional grip just so I can look as cool as John Wright, but I just can't get it down. But still to this day, I spend hours playing drums along to No Means No, sort of like an 8-year-old boy pretending to be Batman. By the way, oh, one nice. thing I don't hear mentioned about John Wright is how goddamn fast his right hand is, especially on songs like Sex Mad and Ono oh Bruno. He's doing eighth notes on the hi-hat at an incredibly high speed with amazing mm. accuracy, all while singing. Yeah. The guy was clearly born with about six people's worth of talent. <laughs> when I was a college student in the mid-90s, I had a job washing dishes at the student union building, which required me to show up at 7 a.m. One of my fondest memories is walking to work in the middle of winter at 6.30 a.m. in complete darkness, listening to the worldhood of the world on my Walkman. I would fixate on humans in particular. 
rewinding and replaying it over and over, even walking a few blocks out of my way so I could hear it a couple more times. Oh, wow. I saw No Means No twice more in Denver in the Tom era and the Hanson Brothers once. And unlike when I was 19, I was far more mentally equipped to appreciate them in live setting. I really like their latter day output, especially one. That album is so moody, so good at evoking certain states of mind. Seeing them do Under the Sea live was pretty jaw-dropping. Alice Fart took me several listens to wrap my head around, but it's a classic for sure. To be honest, I consider Dance of the Headless Bourgeoisie to be kind of a career low point, but you guys have inspired me to re-listen to it with a more discerning ear. Hmm. Anyway, Hmm. let me say again that I really appreciate your podcast. So awesome to listen to the people geek out about something that I love so much and to do it with such enthusiasm and aplomb. It has inspired me to re-listen to all the no means no with an entirely new ear, appreciating the lyrics much more. It also makes me want to do a similar podcast for my other great love, The Minutemen. Oh my God, I would love There's that. There's that podcast, right? <laughs> this is a little aside. What's it? God damn it. Why can't I remember what it's called? No, it's 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 not Bob oh, no, The Minutemen, right. but it's, it's not the, the Minutemen. That's right. Who's that two, those two dudes from Canada, Matthew? Anyway, you're right about there being a sort of no means no renaissance afoot. When they broke up, it seemed like they were kind of going to be lost to the sands of time. So it's really great that you started this podcast and the Jason Lamb book is coming out and so many more people are talking about them. And since I listened to the episode with I Think You Know, I too have always considered I Think You Know and The Night That Nothing Became Everything as a singular piece. And like you, he's talking about me. I can't remember Uh who said it. It was me. But one of you, (laughs) it was me. I thought they were inversions of the same central riff. Anyway, I have to agree that I think you know is one of the most stabby and inventive pieces of no means no business that ever existed. Well, goddamn, Hank, that was fantastic. Thank you, sir. That's what we're looking for, folks. It doesn't have to be that. And as a gentle reminder to folks, we're always happy to read them out for you, but people hear our voice way too much. If you are up for it, Make a voice memo in uh, in uh, fucking, you know, on your iPhone. Do whatever you got to do. Record that voice. We'd like to hear your voice. doesn't have to be perfect quality. You can email it to us. So you have a hard time figuring out how to do this. Send us, a, send us an email saying, how the fuck do I get this shit to you? And we'll, don't we'll, ask we'll help me. you out. Don't ask <laughs> Michelle. She doesn't know shit. No, don't. But we'll There's help you out. There's a voice recorder like app on Android. It's called Voice Recorder. Yeah. And, and iPhone's got no end of them. So uh, whatever you're on, or maybe you're a Luddite and you want to just email it to us or carrier pigeon it to us or <laughs> tin can and strings. I don't know. Get it in. We want to hear it. Now, all four of us are fucking idiots. And before we go into round two, I cannot believe we have not talked about this. And I got to interrupt the podcast to talk about this shit. What is going on? Jesus Christ. Dead Bob is out as oh, an yeah. album. John Wright has hey! a new album. Are you fucking right. kidding me? God yeah. damn, son of a bitch, I'm an asshole. And if John, for some reason, you're listening to this, please accept my sincere apologies. I had it right at the top of my mind. Most of you have already heard it. He's got way more likes and follows than we fucking have. So I'm, we're not talking. We're not saying anything new to any of you who are listening to this. If you're listening to this podcast, you've already listened to this song, this you album on repeat a hundred times. But yeah. holy shit, it rocks. And listen, we'll but, be happy if you haven't. John Wright yeah, put out a solo it, album. Yeah. John Wright put out a solo album. I want to go on record here. There's a lot of controversy about this. Rob did help write some of the songs. He did not sing or play on anything. So no. just let's be clear. 
but uh, a couple of songs he does have writing credits. So in any event, I don't know how it's going to work out, what we're going to do, but we as a trio or whatever, we'll be talking about this album at some point. I don't know, you know. Yeah, like, I hope there's so. No way, there's no way we won't. I don't know what that's going to look like yet, but I, I, we'll, we'll fucking deep dive into this shit once yep. we've had more yep. chance to digest it. But I would like to ask all of you, it's on Spotify, but if you can, go fucking buy it, right? Even if you're going to stream it later on Spotify because you can't get it into iTunes or whatever bullshit, whatever. Like, let's show John how much we appreciate this. It's Bandcamp, so you can kind of pay what you want. If you could pay more than 12, pay more than 12. Show John the fucking love, man. He deserves it. I I want more music from this son of a bitch, and he has threatened that there's a lot more in the archives. So let's motivate him to go out and make more fucking albums. Yeah. Give this guy some scratch. He's earned it. Okay. He just sent an email that I read before I came on here about how he's. Did you see it? He's pressing out some some Some, shit and where to get some swag. Yep. Yep. So let's there's more to come if we're all yeah. lucky. So let's uh, let's show John why he should bother doing that, which is because we're all fucking thirsty as shit. For this <laughs> kind of music. Uh, all right. There's that. So let's head and into he's round nice two. Guy. He's the, one of the best mm-hmm. in the yep. world. Uh, and as this guy said in the as uh, as uh, our uh, buddy Hank said, he has the talent of at least six men. Hank, I would take uh, issue with that. I think add a couple zeros onto the end of that <laughs> and then we'll be a little accurate. So let's uh, let's yeah. not waste any more of your time. Let's not waste my time. I mean, what the fuck? To quote uh, a little live and cuddly, let's dive into round two, where we've got two other towering songs from different albums this time. So round two, we are going to be pitting Brother Rat, What Slade Says, off of The Day Everything Became Isolated and Destroyed, 1998, and also, of course, off of Live and Cuddly, 1991 which won against Dance of the Headless Bourgeoisie in episode 10 versus Dead Bob off of Mm. Sex Mad, 1986. And this won out in episode 22 over Our Town. So we're going to sit back and listen to a little bit of what Slade is whispering to Dead Bob in a back-to-back pairing. And we'll be right back to opine about these masterpieces. He is secretive. Ruthless and cold He mentions just enough And leaves the rest untold He said don't ever risk An open attack Just smile into their faces And then stab them in the back But Slade, I said, what about the weak? The helpless and the small He just sneered and said Fuck them all Fuck them all
is a clam. That is a... Rose the red. Violet's a blue. I hung myself. So fuck you. Fucking little goof. Start with, well, I guess I compare these songs. This is really hard for me because I, I think I've made it clear that Brother Rat, What Slade Says, is, oh. I think, probably one of the best songs that's ever been made. I mean, there's a couple, I, I don't, there have been many years where it's at the top of my pantheon of No Means No. And really, anything that's at the top of pantheon of No Means No is at the top of pantheon of any band for me, period, of any artist for me, period. And this song lives up in that realm, whether right now it happens to be the river that's higher or Mary or whatever. The song never strays from top three, top two. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a masterpiece. We've learned, I think from Andy that brother rat and what Slade says were written separately, not necessarily together. And then they found their way together and I can never imagine them not being together. now. Right, they, are, right. they are so perfectly paired together. And I just think this song is perfect. I think it's perfect. I think the kind of, it's almost like a, like a punk folk tale in the way that it, 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 that the cadence of it, the way it starts with that baseline, do, 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 do. And then how that start, even the lyrics on that part are a little more conversational and 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 draw you in and start to draw the contest and then the music contrast then the music lowers into that more just droning guitar and bass riff together the lyrics start to get darker it starts to get yeah. deeper into the subconscious yeah. and then it just really fucking kicks in at the end of each of those verses and goes straight for the fucking jugular rob gets perhaps his most personally poetic that i've ever heard him and just fucking rips deep into my subconscious and picks up an element of what to me it means to be a human being with a shadow self that we all have and just lays it bare in a way that I don't think any artist has ever, 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 ever done for me. And it's just fucking beauty in the way that it just reaches that fever pitch at the end of each series of verses and then right back into the do-do-do-do-do-do-do. It's just... Go back in the confessional. It's fucking perfect. Yeah. And no other band in history could have written this song ever. I don't think there's anything about this song that I would change. And yet there are two perfect versions of it. You've got the one on, on the, the studio recording, but the live and cuddly version, which 
of all the songs that I wish I could have seen in the Andy era, because I never got to see Andy era, No Means No, this is the one. Because hearing their musical breakdown at the end is is fucking glorious. It's Mm -hmm. ecstatic the way that Andy's guitar starts freaking out and Rob is underneath it. Just it's just it's it's. It's that descent into the, the the schizophrenia that they're pushed into by being between these two poles of 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 being and Slade. That's it's just amazing, and how there could be two such the two songs end so differently in uh, the the right, two versions yeah. end so differently, and mm-hmm. yet they both serve the song so well. That's a fucking magic trick, and that's why I'm so gloriously glad we have Wife and Cuddly, and that I get to experience what Andy added on stage to these songs. And I have more to say about Brother Rat probably, but to throw in Dead Bob, because I'm not going to forget about Dead Bob. I, I really like Dead Bob a lot. Notice I said like. I do like it. I don't know that I love it. I don't know that I love it. I think it's a great song. It's not one that's ever really, really connected with me. I think musically it's fucking great. It's a little bit too scattered for me. It's a little mm. bit too frenetic in a way that doesn't feel grounded to something they're they're really trying to communicate and that could just be me it'd be that i'm not necessarily connecting with it that said as with some many other songs this song grew on me way more diving into it listening to it over and over and over again for that episode and i voted for it over our town right which i i really like our town it's a great fucking song and it's got classic andy uh uh like vocal delivery Really, Grayson just likes my voice. I think, and he's I just, am so sorry. Don't. don't he's just agreeing with know. me, man. I come think here, I, here, I, I feel validated. Come so, here. Dead Bob has that. Okay. Has the the the. I mean, this this sad sack narrator, <laughs> and of course, Dead Bob being the most iconic image that we have of No Means No. This is tattooed on I don't know how many fucking people around the world, and this sort of casual and yet very very uh like the the underlying pathos of this person's escape from life whilst kind of saying i'm sorry for the little mess please excuse my thoughtlessness it's so fucking sad it's so sad and there's so much pathos in it and so much sarcasm and bitterness all at the same time like i don't know how there's they can straddle this weird rail that it's just insane. I, I don't know. I don't know how you do it, but it's it's a fucking magic trick. And I love that it's got Beatles lyrics in it. I think I still think that's fucking great. What a what a nice little Easter egg for for people listening closely to the song. Um, I do think musically it's really fucking good. It's all over the place. It's precise when it needs to be. It's got that loose Andy Andy Kerr guitar, um, really well mixed. Uh, but brother Rat, I mean fucking a brother Rat's oh just oh my god. It's just from another fucking planet. I, I, it's hard. This one's hard for me because I want to say more about Dead Bob and I can't. Brother Rat is a black hole that pulls all my thoughts. As I'm talking about it, it's what I want to talk about. And it's hard for me to even think about what I want to say about Dead Bob. Because when I look in my guts about this band, everything is drawn to that song. Every part of what I love about No Means No is exemplified in that song. Everything. And Dead Bob is a fun song that I enjoy and I think is really good, but I, I can't opine about it. I just can't. It's not. There's nothing else about it that 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 inspires me to dive into it. And so I'm sure others will have stuff to say, which is great. Um, I think uh, 
Dead Bob. I, I don't know that that first half of Sex Mad, really, the sequencing strikes me as much as on other albums. It's always been something about it that maybe doesn't stand out to me as much. So I can't really speak about where it comes on the album. Maybe perfect, but it's not, I can't remark on it. Whereas I think Slade says and, and Brother Rat are perfectly placed where they come up. And as, as a pairing and as a single song are, are fucking perfect. Um, nothing bugs me about Slade. I do think it's absolutely perfect. And I think it has some of the best turns of poetic phrase in music. You know, he smiled and whispered, I murdered love. I I mean, it's just, and, and the fact that he's saying he whispered while he's screaming it is just, it's transcendent. It's Mm -hmm. transcendent. And it really feels like this song is coming from deep in the guts of Rob Wright's psyche and is a manifestation of something really true for him in one way or the other. Um, I never thought about that, that he whispered. And then when, when he says it, they're screaming. I never screaming thought it. about it. Yeah, no, like he oh smiled and whispered, but he's just yeah, but then he, but he's it into the it microphone. Out. Because it's Holy not, it's, it's, it's not, we're not hearing Slade. We're hearing the man who's oh, affected yeah. by Slade and wow. what that does to him, huh. what that does to him. And of course, the, the the image of crouched before some horrible machine, some terrible machine. I mean, it's just, it's beautiful. Huh. And I love the ending. I think the ending is this slow descent into schizophrenia and madness. The pianos, the keyboards kind of plunking off into the distance, everything kind of breaking apart. The voice just, what? What? Huh? Mm-hmm. And I, I've listened to it a million times, and I'm positive that at the very mm-hmm. end, it's Rob or John or Andy going, what? Oh, you too? As if saying, oh, you also hear Slade? <laughs> right? Like back at the viewer is the very last, very subtle words that, that you get to hear as it winds down. Probably one of my favorite endings to a No Means No song. Mm. Everything about this front to back is just absolute perfection that no band in history could have done. Um, right. And Dead Bob is also really, really good. But it's just not remarkable to me in the same way as even on that album as a sex as Sex Mad. It's not one of the ones that really stands out to me. And I'm, I'm probably not doing it justice. And in this case, for me, it's just not fair. Like there's nothing. There's very, very few songs that are going to come up that would stand against Slade. So I'm sorry that I, you know, <laughs> I can't, just can't help it. So, I mean, I could probably talk for a million more years and I won't. I already said most of what I wanted to say, Brother Rat, in that in the first time we talked about it, which I know I talked about it for a long time. So I'll leave it there, and I'll pass it over to you, Jason, to opine about what, what you think. What is Ratfish shirt on? Yeah. Um, I'm a terrible guest because I'm going to say maybe 1% of the length of what you just said. <laughs> it doesn't matter, man. No fucking yeah, way I, 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 I bet I'll do half yeah. of what you do. Brother did. Rat, uh, what Slade says is also probably my top three favorite No Means No songs of all, oh, of all time. Oh, how about that? I think it was the second song i ever heard of theirs probably mm, i think shit. dad was the first song i ever heard and then oh, fuck. what slade says would be number two wow um yeah i don't know it's it is obvious to me that they were written at different times just because of how different they are but uh i think that brother rat is obviously about rob and john and then uh slade is a is a alter ego of rob's uh, which is like his id right his right his, uh especially when he says um um I face the mirror and he steps in between. It makes it pretty yeah, yeah. obvious that he's talking about himself. Oh my God. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a perfect example of 
two very different things they can do. This melodic, I guess, harmonied back and forth. Well, it's not even harmony, but the back and forth of Brother Rat. It's, it's, it's such a. It's there is no other song like that. I, <laughs> I can't think of another song that does that uh, at all like that. Uh, me neither. Uh, and then what nope. Slade says has got that amazing kind of funky jazz riff to it. And then, as uh, Jordan so eloquently put, um, it just gets so extreme and then just brings right back down again to that mellow. Do 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 do. Yeah, I love it. It's great. Yeah. Dead yeah. Bob. Uh, yeah. Not one of my favorites. I don't know. Yeah. Same thing. I've heard a really good live version of it uh, that I like a lot better than the version on Sex Mad, uh, where Andy goes a little bit more insane. Oh, um, nice. But it's important because it's Dead Bob, like uh, Jordan said, their their iconic character. I I never really asked the guys about this, but I think that early on, if you go back to, um, especially on Sex Mad, like with stuff like No Fucking and Dead Bob with with you know, lyrics like roses are red, violets are blue. I hung myself. So fuck you. Like, I know they made that into a t-shirt at one point. I got, I get, I get the, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it said it on the back of the t-shirt. It's a very rare one, but anyway, I, I, yeah, I think that, that Rob was guilty a little bit early on of trying to, and maybe even hunt, hunt the Sheebies could be an example of this, of, of, of writing lyrics to be offensive for the sake of being offensive or, or, or oh. to be, violent for the sake of being violent. I don't think that there's necessarily a lot of um, depth to Dead Bob. I think it's about a guy hanging himself and fuck, fuck you to the world. And, and basically that's huh. it. It's about suicide. And so like, I don't know. I may be wrong about that. And, and maybe he oh, would correct wow. me. I, I don't think there's a lot of, I don't think he's being super deep there. I, I know you guys like to read a lot of into what he says, but I think that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that maybe that is just simply him like being, being an angry punk and saying, you know what? Fuck you. I hung myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but dead Bob is certainly not in my top, uh, you know, even probably my top 30 no means no songs. Mm. Uh, mm. But yeah, brother rat. What's it? Slade says incredible. Nice. Done. All right. Strange. You're up. <laughs> All right. I don't have a lot of notes written down, so maybe I'll just, just talk for a little bit. I, I think both of these pieces are, pieces of music are, are pieces of art. Why am I hearing myself in a... Sorry, a, that was me. Oh, no, uh, that's all right. Okay, I just sorry. want to make sure the audio's good. No, I was trying something. No, no, okay. no, that's all right. <laughs> He's experimenting live on the podcast, folks. <laughs> God damn it. Bring up that guitar. Hey, all the button pushers <laughs> uh, okay. are working night I, shifts. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. No means no dad jokes. The best kind. Dad. Uh, no, I, I, I have played Brother Rat for somebody before. Not to jump ahead with the, with the things here, but like, I, I, I was like a metalhead guy, and I was like, listen to this. Just, 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 just clear your mind and listen to this. I, this song, Brother Rat, I am so attracted to this song. A bit more than what Slade says, but that this what Slade says was one of the ones that I used to listen to in the park with a with a boyfriend I was dating at the time, the one that I went to the party with that I heard this oh, right. for the first time, and I Jordan, it's funny because I, I I remember asking, what's he saying at the end there, and and he said I murdered love, and I was just like this fucking sentence I murdered I murdered love, uh, that's that's. That's huge. That's that's a big sentence. 
And you can sit there and opine or whatever the word is about that for a half hour. I just, it's, it's so interesting and artful to me. Brother Rat, though, I think is a, just a stripped down, bare bones. It, it, it's like, they, they, who came up with this? Who came up with this bare bones, just a drum? It's like they dared themselves to just go down to their, like, skeletal selves. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is an incredible piece of music. And 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 it's just like a shake of the hand, a pat on the a knife in the back. This song is incredible. I, I just, I, I, I absolutely love the... Brother Rat. I kind of like it more than what Slade says, but I'm telling you, when Slade says comes or what Slade says when it comes on, I can't, I can't like tune out. I, I'm like, what, are, what are they gonna say now? Like something's happening here, and and it's it's so haunting. It's so like down the street with a dimly lit alley. You know who 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 is this guy? And they they paint such a picture when they play about how 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 they want the, the music to come across it. They're painting to me in this and they're painting with dead Bob. Like as, 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 as like crazy and, 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 and weird as it is, it's another, like the, the music is just art to me. It, it's doing more than you're hearing a song or something like that. It's just incredible art. Um, and in some parts of dead Bob, it sounds like ammunition. You know, and, and it's always the, the bass tone in Dead Bob has always had this creepy, like kind of rainy Pacific Northwest kind of like, you know, there's something down there behind the garbage can. I, I Do you know what I'm saying? Or am I talking out of my head? No, no. Here? Yeah, I get it. You know, like it, it, it's like you feel something when you listen to each of these tunes, you feel it. And that's really, really, really good songwriting to me. Yep. And nice. that's all. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm. I'm saying I said. All right, Matthew. What do you got? Oh, Matthew's hair's down. Was it down before? <laughs> no. Matthew's in Jesus Did you mode. put your... Came down. Came down. Oh me. no! This he is, did that with is, Rob. It's Slade here. Here, I named it Slade. Oh. <laughs> um, I really like Dead Bob, uh, and I really like. Um, Brother Rhett and Slade. Uh, it, this is a tough one for me. Definitely a tough yeah. one. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. How to even begin talking about these? So, um, Dead Bob's more stripped down, a little more, you know, crazy. They're both dialogues in a sense. Um, whereas, you know, mm-hmm. one is a dialogue with. Um, oneself one shadow self or dead bog is 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 kind of a dialogue with the the person and everyone else mm-hmm. the entire the entire world um so one is very inward looking and one is entirely outward looking um so that's an interesting little transposition um i was sort of making the theme um what 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 drug are these songs and <laughs> it was a bit is a bit tricky um I started, and this is maybe like the whole, the way that Brother Rat and Slade affects me, you know, um, 30 plus years later, I still get totally lost in it. It, it, it just, it creates yes, this entire yep. world around itself. Um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of thing. Is it, 
is it an evening of drinking liquor where things just get blacker and blacker? No, uh, not so much. Um, to me, you know, any any psychedelic drug uh, is what you take in with you. Like I will not do if I'm in a bad place in life, I won't do mushrooms even uh, because, you know, if you're in a happy mood, uh, mushrooms will make you hallucinate sort of happy, like primary colors and pleasing shapes in a bad mood. It can make you like hallucinate Giger esque metallic <laughs> biomorphic worms with red eyes. And I kind of was thinking, like, maybe it's a bit of a bad trip on whatever it is. And then I started thinking, you know, it's like going to a party. And the first the first bit is very back slappy, very chummy. And, you know, it's maybe like going to a party. And you, you come in and take off your shoes. Everything's yeah, kind yeah. of nicely ordered because they've cleaned their apartment. And you sort of, like, say hi to some people. And then they say, let's go down to the basement. <laughs> It's <laughs> great. And then you get down in the basement and, you know, things are, are black and weird. There's people doing weird things Some in there. Spiders. Let's go down to the other basement. <laughs> and you go down That's this great. like stairs that turn into, you know, an inscribed set of ancient stairs into this like <laughs> series of catacombs and then into a series of natural caves with bioluminescence all around you. And it puts the lotion in the basket. That's where slide takes place for me and always has taken place for me and i've talked before about being from victoria it's very it's it's a pretty place but it's also a really dark and weird place if you get to know it it's on the edge of the world and it looks out on the pacific and the depths and uh who knows what might like what who knows what might come in from there or what has gone out to there. And I think ah. that this is just a, a song that couldn't have been written anywhere else. Maybe um, it, it is a hmm. song about duality. It's a song about. Um, so structurally it is, it has the quiet and loud that I love so much in Nomi. So it has, has the, the uh, goes back to the quiet it's so much control. Um, but then, you know, when, the guitar bits are so loud and I don't know much about the technical side of things, but it sounds to me like it's turned up ever so slightly too loud sometimes yeah. in a, in a good way. Um, and it sounds like oh, something's okay. being torn open and mm. something maybe shouldn't be torn open. And then they just like whoop, right back to the yeah. quiet bit again. How about that? Um, so yeah, lyrics in terms of how the lyrics match the music, I'd say like a one plus it's, um, couldn't be better. Um, but yeah, like I said, I still get lost in it 30 years later. Um, maybe one of my favorite, I, I like the, the contrast. Um, I like the fact that it, it, this song gives me synesthesia, honestly, like the sounds and smells yeah, and shapes. You, you feel and, it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. One thing I hadn't noticed, and which maybe it's just the way that I listen to it, because I listen to these songs on a pretty decent stereo in the garage where I can kind of turn it up. And even though I'm mostly listening to shitty MP3s probably off my phone, ultimately, I hear things that I had never heard before, even though, you know, it's probably listening on tapes and CDs in the past. Um, and I totally fucking love this. I think it's Andy. But if you listen really carefully, there's like somebody going, oh, no in the background of big chunks of slate and it is oh no yeah there is for sure yeah what? oh yeah oh holy shit which yeah, i'd never noticed sure. before and it's it's, it's so, so eerie and fantastic and it definitely yeah. sort of lends itself to oh, that sort God. of hallucination that i was yeah. talking oh, about God. before 
dark monks um, chanting in the background. In terms of <coughs> things that bug me about it, basically nothing except um, my sort of continual complaint about um, everything. Even though you know it was on uh, the day everything became nothing, it's not. It's a little different from the mix on uh, small parts, but I. I sometimes wish that those songs were recorded just a little better or mixed a little differently hmm. to bring out things like that. I don't know. Um, one thing that bugs me has nothing to do with the song, but somebody mentioned, I think I was talking about how the song makes me feel and the things it makes me think about. And they mentioned fucking Gollum. And now I can't not think Gollum sometimes <laughs> and, you know, riddles in the dark kind of shit. And it's like, fuck off out of my head, Gollum. I just, I mean, I get it. <laughs> It's it's the shadow self and all that, but oh damn, I don't need that in my head, and I'm sorry, I've just maybe made other people think of it too. Um, another thing is, I kind of wish that I'd got to know the song on the EP on vinyl because it was last, and Ooh. the way oh, that they wow. put it in on the CD, they they sort of shoehorned the EP right into the beginning, and so it was sort of it's at the end of a side, which is cool. But I kind of wish it was the last thing on the album in other ways. So, yeah, that's uh, what I got to say about can, that. Can, can I didn't really talk too much about this, like... Dead Bob. Um, oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, it is more simple. I, I really like I really like Dead Bob. Uh, it is definitely pointed outward. And I never really, you know, there's suicide for reasons. There's suicide because of things because of people but this is like suicide at people yeah right <laughs> right huh. yeah it is suicide as a, right. a violent act towards others which is uh, oh wow uh, yeah um and it's kind of a strange way of thinking about it but uh, a lot of violent imagery and i i doesn't surprise me that maybe there was some element of doing it on purpose just to be edgy um, yeah. but at the same time, it's, there's a lot of depth to it as well. It's, it's like, um, again, maybe that duality a little bit and you hear it in Andy. He's like, I'm sorry for the mess. I'm not sorry. I'm not yeah. sorry at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's yeah. gollum as well. It's uh, maybe yeah. that shadow <laughs> yeah. self as well. Um, and another thing I had never noticed before, again, listening to it the way that I listened to it, I'd never heard at the end. This, they're just like saying, I think two or three times, are you happy now? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Which oh, I'd never noticed wow. before either. Yeah. Oh, That's I great. would love to ask about that. Stuff. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, it, it, I haven't done this drug, but I, if it, if this was a drug, I think it is the way that um, I have had the experience of being on ketamine described to me. <laughs> it's it's well, a, song fu- a song full of big, dark holes. <laughs> Doesn't, doesn't make me want to try ketamine. I'll tell you that. Yeah, no, maybe not. No. Um, so I like the all out bridge. I like the right at the end. Yeah. And <laughs> it's all the little yeah, subtle yeah, yeah, things yeah. like right at the end. Yeah. Well, they're um, just getting pissed at the recording engineer probably <laughs> with those things. Right. <laughs> maybe. maybe. <laughs> um, the low lights. Maybe it's a little, a little long, a little disjointed. And you know what? As much as there are, so many classic ref- rock references on sex, sex mad and sort of little echoes here and there. And, you know, the, the Hendrix cover, <sighs> I like my coffee with no cream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got you. <laughs> nice. I, and while it's great, it's great, but it's sort of like, Oh, come on. Um, and, yeah. and yeah, it's like, Oh, come on. 
maybe yeah. not yeah. not quite necessary and uh, a yeah. little tacked on. Um, one thing which I am glad that came out of this, I was like looking up, you know, maybe uh, pre- previous reviews of Dead Bob because it's it's interesting and people are going to come at it at it from different angles. Um, I've I've heard some um, read some comparisons. Um, I can totally see MX80 sound. Um, oh, yep. Like sort of early No Means No stuff. This definitely reminds me of MX80 They were fans. Sound. They were fans of that band. Yeah. And then this mm-hmm. this one little reference, and I wish I could pretend that this is something I knew about because I do like bands from Philadelphia generally. Um, there's a band called The Stickmen from Philadelphia, and they released just a couple albums in like the uh, early 80s. And somebody had written... This song sounds like a cover of Master Brew by the Stickmen. And I went back and I don't know whether I think it's a cover, but damn if it isn't the Stickmen don't have stuff to recommend to No Means No fans, I would say. Yeah, well, um, nice. Yeah. Huh. Good. How about that? Look them right. up. The Master uh, Brew by the Stickmen. So, so let's go into our second round. Before we do that, though, let me let me make a little editorial note here. I think we're already at the hour 30, and I think we have to realize that we have invited someone into the podcast who, unlike the rest of us, <laughs> up, has to get up yeah. at 4.30 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. to be yeah. uh, at his job, which, for yeah. those who don't know, is not that fucking long from now. So let's do this next round in a way that's a little more judicious than we normally yeah. would and uh, talk about these few questions. And we won't. I think we all said a lot of what we wanted to say there, so we'll sort of talk about these few things, do our vote, and then wrap it up since the rest yep. of you already heard. Hour 30 I'm going to go take anyway. a quick leak, though. Just a second. So yeah, you, do, have to you, pee you do that, and I got to... Can, uh, can I pee, too? You go ahead. Jason you and I will talk our bar thing. You guys go, go pee. Right, I got to pee. So, hey, I don't want to be the stickler. I just, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, hey, man, you got to wake up at fucking 4.30. That's not being a stickler. That's like... No, you, I, be I got like six hours to work. That's a yeah. fuck you. Yeah, so we'll wrap it up. Um, do I... Th- so, are these songs representative of No Means No as a whole? Well, I mean... Yeah, Slade says is is the most indicative. Give me a fucking break. Give me, I mean, brother Rat Slade says is like about the most perfect. That that would be and has been the introduction song I've used for people. For That's right. That's songs. what I used for yeah. my fucking wife on our second date. Right. Yeah. Like that was oh, like, really? oh hey, yeah. I got, I got it. Yeah. You got to listen to this song because if I can't get this out of my system and have you listen to it, I can't be in your presence anymore. Yeah, I don't know. That you she don't even that have to be. She, any kind of a punk fan to listen to that no. first part and go, oh, this is really interesting. The, the back and forth. Let's go exactly out and see right. what we see. And then when it kicks into the jazzy stuff, you're like, oh, wow, this is like really funky and it keeps you going. And then it gets really intense and really screamy and amazing. And it's, it's, it kind of has everything in one. That's you know, exactly right. Two songs, but we'll call it one song. It's got everything you need from No Means No in one encapsulation yep i also played it for like when i had a college party for a a play that we were in and we had a cast party at my house i made everyone come into my room we turned off all the lights and i blasted this song and people were fucking blown away by it so yeah yeah, i'd play this to a newbie i have many times very importantly whatever played dead bob to a newbie not in a billion fucking years not Not a thousand years it's not even not I don't even no. want to listen to it half the time. So I, no, no, no. I would never it. like, I, I, I would be at the bottom of my list of like, Oh yeah. And they also did this like maybe, yeah. but uh, never, ever, ever, ever. But, uh, and I also don't know that it's that indicative. I, I mean, I guess it kind of is, but I wouldn't put it there. I don't know. On all of these fronts, indicativeness, newbiness, mm-hmm. oeuvre, Slade is like a mountaintop while his dead Bob is like, yeah, okay. It's there somewhere on a yeah. hill. And I, the, the first time I ever listened to brother rat Slade says, um, I think I heard it. I must have heard it separately. When I say it was like the second song I ever heard, maybe it's the second song I ever remember hearing. 
but right. oh, okay. um, but mm-hmm. I owned um, as Matthew was talking about the CD and stuff. I always knew it as the e- the vinyl EP of Day Everything ah. Became Nothing, and in that order, and nice. it makes much more sense that way. Yeah, even though nice. those songs were recorded at the exact same time as small parts, and it's all basically one album, they split it up. But it, yeah. they did it. I don't right think it makes way. sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, all right, no, Michelle. Brother Rad is a hundred percent an introduction song to No Means No to anybody for sure. Dead yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Strangeship, what about you? What, like uh, representative of the whole, the oeuvre? Would you oh, do it to a newbie? Oh, yeah. Oh, brother. Yes, brother Rat. What Slade says, absolutely. What about and, and just what about a, Dead Bob? Uh. Yeah, I I I think it's got its its avenue too. I I I think these both of these pieces are, are pieces of art. Would you, Would you introduce um, a newbie to in, to Dead Bob to anyone? Like it's their first song, second song. No, I, I don't think I would. No, yeah. no. Yeah. I think it's something you got to work your way up to with that one. Agreed. But I have yeah. introduced somebody to that playing Brother Rat because I wanted to see right. like how could you how good you could be stripped down. Yeah. And yeah. how good something just like a fucking drum in the middle yep. with some some good lyrics just can grab you. Yep. How about I, you, Matthew? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think they're both representative. Um, Dead Bob is maybe a little more representative of the early stuff, um, while Slade is a spectrum of what No Means No does. And uh, yeah. most definitely um, iconic. They both are iconic, but Dead Bob more because of the album art in on an album and this isn't even on. Um, whereas Slade is definitely, like, like Oh No Bruno, it's one that people bring up first. Uh, in you know the no means no song they know the one that they remember it's um, the number one song that people mention on the facebook group when they when we say what's your favorite no means no song slade is most often the one people put no as shit. their as their yeah. facebook answer no shit yeah um dead bob uh, would i introduce a newbie Prob- no i would say no um, uh slade Yes, in fact, and I did it just last week. I was uh, volunteering at the oh, tool yeah. library and talking to this dude for Aww. four hours that I'd never met before. And I was putting on, I was distracted and I put on a bunch of other No Means No stuff you know, now, which is maybe another good one. Um, yep, yep. But uh, I actually emailed him later or texted him later to say, hey, you know what? Nah, this one. <laughs> did this one. Listen to this nice. one. And, and this nice. is a guy that I figure might dig his teeth uh, sink his teeth pretty deeply into no means no so um yeah i hope that that worked out for him sweet um, yeah all right well let's awesome sauce let's do it let's vote listen this is not even i think we don't i don't even think we need no. to this is not a million, <laughs> this is not a million miles close it's uh brother rat slade says for me jason how about you yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah michelle says, of course where are you at i third that and I Matthew. quadruple it. Yeah. I rolled the <laughs> dice and even the dice agree. So listen yes. to that. It's Brother Rat Slade said into round three. As all we right. all knew it fucking would. So sorry, yeah. everybody. If you liked Dead Bob, hey, it's a great song, but you all knew it's it was a great band through. name. Yeah. Well, there you go. Name. Exactly. Actually, yeah. it is. It is a great band name. That is absolutely. And, and a great tattoo for those. And if we it. didn't mention, so, yeah, <laughs> that is what John Wright has called his, uh, his new right. project. And go buy that right. uh, Be- Dead Bob on Bandcamp. I enjoy I I enjoy that dead Bob much more than the other dead Bob. I'll say that. So we have put through tired of waiting and brother rat Slade says 
I think two absolute classics have made it into round three. Unfortunately, yeah. Ono Bruno oh, God. is dead with Bob at the bottom. We are as dead. Yeah. Is, can, is, can you bring one back Bob. in the second round? Nah, nope. There's no more saving. It's over. No, I think it's you're, oh. that's it, right? There's no yeah. more. That's it. Oh, it's finished. Know. So, listen, we're really glad you guys chose to spend time with us. If, if you're someone who hates Facebook, listen, we all do. But, hey, it's a pretty fun place to hang out with us. Uh, we're on the <laughs> Facebook group, No Means Nothing Podcast. Uh, we're on Instagram, no, at No Means Nothing. Uh, I'm not really on Twitter anymore. I'm there. But I, fuck Twitter. I'm sorry. I can't really deal with it anymore. <laughs> uh, uh, but we're also funny. at No Means at No Means Nothing Podcast. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No Means Nothing Podcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. You know what? I got a little selfishly. Even if you just want to write in and tell us you like the podcast, that feels good. Gives us a little yeah. boost. Keeps us going. We don't mind and, those um, two. You don't, have, you don't have to write something that'll go on the podcast. You could just write us. We like to hear from you. We'll, we'll talk back. We're, Again, we're yeah, welcome to all our new listeners, and thanks so much for uh, tuning yeah. in. Yeah, 100%. And thanks to Rob for uh, for the good chin Oh, leg. I can't even fucking, <laughs> I can't even with that. I'm just going to, anyway. So, <laughs> and th- thanks to Jason Lamb for uh, showing oh, up and most of all. Uh, shooting oh, my God. with us. And Here he is. Um, please look forward to his uh, new book coming out, which is called uh, Three Goombas in Holliston. Um, yeah, that's right. It is. Next that's year. actually, we're going to uh, change it to that now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jason, do you want to like real quickly give a little plug download about yes. where we're at with Love the book? Anything shit. you want to say? Yeah. Sure. I mean, there's not a whole out. lot of new news on it right now, but it, it's called From Obscurity to Oblivion. Um, it's an oral history of No Means No. Uh, there's oh, probably 400 people in the book that talk about things um, and about 600 photos. And oh, my God. It will be out in November if everything goes according to plan. My publisher, PM Press, assures me it will be. It's written, it's done. Uh, but the layout has yet to be done, but that's just uh, basically a practical thing. All the f- all the images are ready, and you can actually pre-order it now. Dot if you go to pmpress.org, you can search No Means No in there. It's kind of it's not on the front page, so you got to search it, and it's there. But if you want my advice, don't order it now. Wait until uh, early fall when there will be another pre-order that will involve more things. Like there's going to be some signed copies. I think there might be a T-shirt thing. We're working on, and I don't know what else. It's uh, we'll see. There's lots Stay of possibilities, tuned, uh, and what actually comes to fruition may or may not be what I hope it to be. So we'll nice. See. But either well, way, there I know... will be a book out hopefully before the end. Of the oh day. my god! Hell Can yeah. you believe this? Everybody believe listening, this? everybody listening Literally. to this podcast is Goddamn stoked about book. that. So yeah, you gotta um, buy at least two and keep one in the trunk up and one to th- beat off over. Exactly right. Exactly right. Please don't, don't put that image in my mind back. I don't want to think me. about people beating off on my book. That's really weird. Oh, yeah, you do. So anyway, No <laughs> Means No Thing that. is produced and edited by yours truly, Jordan Flato. Co-hosting and podcast graphics are by, by the excellent Matthew Kowalik. Michelle Stranges and Grayson are our third and everyone's favorite co-hosts yeah, and official sorry. Foley artists. And by Foley artists, I mean there is no Grayson. She just makes wow. that noise herself. Uh, <laughs> shout out to our official mascot, Teddy. We love you, Teddy. Yeah. And oh. thank you to No Means No for the use of stock taking as our intro and outro music. Step into my parlor, said the spider to the fly. And we will share love that will never die.
fucking golden. All right, so now we're going to have the little secret bit real quick, Jason. Yeah. We're going to roll the dice, see what's coming up next. You get to see that. Okay. I'm going to paste it in the chat. Don't read it out loud, please. Don't read. You can react to it, but don't say out loud what it is. All right. Here's the first one. Come on. That's the first uh, uh, pairing right there. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Happy about that one. Happy about that one. It's not going to be too tough. Griggs, come on. Oh, good. Here's another one. Great. I'm not I'm not crying any tears. There's no me running around the room with my hair on fire. There's our number another one. It's gonna be a fun episode, but <gasps> Ooh. Ain't, oh my no, God. Uh, ain't no controversy here for me, folks. Uh, but Are I'm you, looking you're forward kidding, to it. Right? Really? The first one I didn't think like, there was any controversy. That one I think could be interesting. Yeah. Mm. No, are you, come are on. you are you fucking kidding? Like for real? Yeah. Any of you? For real? There would be any cho- any 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 like doubt at all. Yeah. Oh, that, second yeah. Pa- that second pairing, yeah. Jordan? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. I'm with wow. him. Wow. Wild. All right, good. This could be a good episode. Uh, yeah, no, Come back, not, Jason. Not, not, yeah, right. a, not a minute. All right, Jason's fucking <laughs> okay. out of here because he's got to be out of here. I gotta go sleep, Jason. So Fuckers. much. I am go so sleep. sorry. Okay. Uh, take care, sir. We'll see you. We'll see you later. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Bye, okay. Jason. Bye, Jason. Bye, guys. Bye. Are we had. Wait, and, does he uh, need to leave his computer on? Oh uh, yeah, he need uh, Jason. To leave... I'm gonna oh. stop the recording real quick, and I need your thing to upload. So hold on just a second. Yeah. yeah.